In a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job, end your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guest every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Hello, everybody. This week, I have with me Laura Conter, the female success coach, who is an incredible transformational coach and is going to tell us her story from 14 years of age, anxiety ridden into the very powerful woman that she is today, how she overcame all the challenges. So please help me welcome Laura today. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hi, Olga. So good to see you, speak to you. And of course, you have your beautiful British accent, which I just love. <laughs> Thank you. So please tell us your story. Yeah, gosh. Okay. So I guess for me, um, my life really changed when I hit 14. My parents split up very amicably, but that was a real turning point for me. So, you know, I stayed living with my mum and my sister. We were very, you know, women led house and that turned me and I evolved into this very, I'd say almost too independent woman. You know, so I spent a lot of my late teens becoming more and more independent. But what happened is that actually had a bit of a spiraling effect in a bad way because it created a lot of anxiety. I had really bad panic attacks um, and actually led to me being very agoraphobic for a long time. So I really struggled with my anxiety and my emotions really led the way, which was such a huge thing for me. Um, and it took me a long time to progress out of that. And then another kind of wave hit me um, just before I was 20. I was working in um, a workplace. I really wanted to become a teacher and I was really badly bullied. And that for me, when I thought I had my vision, my purpose, I was going to become a teacher. I was doing some training, but it completely knocked me. And I'd already felt like I'd been through so much by 20 years old. So I really took a spiral then into becoming, um, I kind of took the stubbornness, the emotion, but turned it into quite fierce anger, I guess, and became so fiercely independent. I owned my own house by the time I was 21. I lived on my own for six years. I was very independent. I, you know, I just wanted to, I don't know who I was trying to prove something to, but for me, it was like a big roller coaster throughout my twenties of trying to rebuild my confidence. Um, And I worked in sales and business development. So for me, it was, um, you know, it was a hard world to be in, but it helped me progress with my confidence. And I guess then it turned, you know, me throwing myself into work. I met my husband who's in the military. So he goes away a lot. Um, and then, you know, moving through to my early 30s, um, we've got two children, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And I think it was the moment for me when I had my daughter nearly five years ago that I knew having her in my life, something needed to change. I needed to be brave enough to step into whoever I was meant to be. I wanted to show her that she could be anyone and she didn't have to settle for anything. I wanted her to look at me 
and see that she could have her family be a loving mom be a good wife but also be a person because I feel like I don't know what you think but I feel like when you have children you know everybody expects you to be all these things and then actually you just get pushed right to the bottom of the pile and so by the time I had my second child I just felt like oh my god this this cannot I will not accept this for myself and that is when I fell in love with coaching that is when it was like the teaching part of me who wanted to be a mentor and had spent all those years mentoring all the people being the mum you know person in the businesses and taking people under my wing empowering them to do better it was like it aligned with all of my experience and that side of me to become a coach and really try and help women step into their true potential and that's led me to now coaching many women across the world in business and mindset and helping them overcome their barriers their blocks and helping them really step into the success that they know they deserve. They're just finding it really hard to get there. I so resonate with it. So it's been a journey. <laughs> oh, isn't life a journey? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love all the parts. I resonate with a lot of what you were saying, especially the part about uh, you become a mother and suddenly that's the one and only role. It's almost like your name disappears and it's exchanged by mommy, mommy, mommy. And uh, <laughs> I believe that there is a place for that, but there is also a place for all the other roles that we want to embody in our lives. But it is true that we don't see many role models in our culture that says you can have it all. And I love that you took it upon yourself to say, I'm going to become that example for my children. And then you're helping other women to get there. So my question will be with all the women that you work with, are these the similar patterns that we encounter that are blocking their success? Is it the parenting guilt? Is it that I am not enough? What do you find that you pretty much work with everybody when you're trying to get them to their success version of themselves? Yeah, I find that it's kind of twofold. So it's either a big experience that's happened to them. So for instance, the bullying that I went through, it's something like that that defines them and they just cannot get through or get over or get past what's happened. So that's one thing, it's letting go. But then a huge driver with many of the women is exactly what you just said. It's they've had a child or children and they know that they are wanting to move forward with their lives and they've given up so much, but yet they know they deserve a life themselves. And actually being brave enough to say, do you know what? I am talented. I can do this. I just need some help in kind of getting over those hurdles to actually believe in themselves so they can take those brave steps forward. That's amazing. And I think that when we all get together and start accepting that we can be all those things, we're giving each other permission. I felt very much in the circle where I was that was not entrepreneurial, even though I've been an entrepreneur for the last 17 years. But it was very, mom, very much just the, the mom group, which again, I have all the respect in the world. But for me, there were other layers that I wanted to explore. And I felt so much guilt and so much shame around having those goals, those ambitions, wanting to do something, in my opinion, to change the world. It wasn't even about, I want to have a business. I used to own restaurants. Those businesses were very successful, but I had a passion. And I remember trying to make peace with, I can still be an incredible mother and I can help people going through what they're going through. It, it took me a long time. That was a big block. So when you were saying people get defined in a portion of their time of their life, something happened, they have to let it go. 
what do you use to let go? Because saying let it go, it's um, very useful for a frozen movie. It just doesn't really work so much when we are grown-ups and somehow that belief attached to us. So what have you worked in your personal life and what do you use with your clients to let go of that identity? So I do think it's a long process and that's why um, I'm sure you agree with me. You know, someone might come for a coaching session and things just aren't solved in one session. You don't, you leave things better, but you know, things take time. So for me, it's about rewiring your brain and resetting yourself so that you know, if you are, you know, we know with coaching, we don't spend time looking at the past, but what we should be doing is acknowledging what happened then and saying, hey, okay, that's okay that that's happened, but it doesn't define who I am now. And then rebuilding that support armor that we create and being like, okay, I deserve this, the affirmations, the success rituals, the power song, whatever it is that gives you that strength. Um, another thing, and just picking up on your point with that shame and guilt, because I totally resonate, is um, learning to be present with whatever I'm doing. So, you know, when you're when you're working, you know, if my daughter Annie comes in and goes, mommy, can I play? I say, baby girl, we are going to play in one hour, but mommy needs to work now. And I focus my time on my work. But yet when I'm with her downstairs and we're playing or we go out, I am with her. And um, that was a hard lesson for me to learn because I would try and juggle everything. I don't know about you. And then you'd get nothing done and do nothing well. <laughs> I, I, I am the queen of multitasking, but then I don't get anything done. But I'm trying to <laughs> my children, cook, listen to a podcast, uh, take the dog for a walk all in, at the same time. I was like, no, you're really good at compartmentalizing. I don't know how to say that word. Make compartments from each action and each task and, and also prioritize that time with your children. For me, I say that now that I'm divorced, I'm actually a much better mother because that time that I'm with my children is time with my children. And sure, COVID has thrown us all for a very fun spin. Um, I used to drop my kids off at a school and that was the time that I work. I did what I call my inner work and my outer work. I work on my business, I work on myself. And then the kids will come home at two and that was just them. I mean, like there was not a computer to be seen, not a phone. Now it's a little bit different, but we're still trying to find the balance and it's still making sure that, yes, they feel that business is a priority, so they are. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's, I, I know when there's been days that have felt tough, you know, like you said, it's tough being all together. We're not wired to be with people all the time, especially many people that, you know, argue with you a lot because that's what children do. They push your buttons, they push your boundaries. It's tough. Um, but it's also, I try really hard to, you know, if we're having a bit of a tough day, is to remember that I am the adult and that she is the child. I mean, my son's only one, so he's still so young. But also to be very grateful. And that, for me, brings some humbling kind of feelings where I'm like, okay, ground myself. Know that I'm very thankful and grateful to have these children and to have this life with them. And being present and going back to those moments where I'm sharing those special times. So when I have to work, it's okay for me to go and do that because she feels like she's got everything she needs from me at that time. And what I've also found really important for me was to have a strong um, support network. And that yes. comes in the form of my spouse. We both were just joking how we got to the pod, to this podcast. Like we took the kids away. We say, Javi, here they are. Take care of them. Knowing that you have someone that can help you with that. And if you don't have a partner, it could be your mother, it could be your friends, but having that 
that support that if you need space to focus on something, I'm sure that when you do launches, when we're in the middle of launching something huge, it's like, okay, I'm our time may be affected, but hey, there's still a grown up in your life that is, is going to be taking care of you. Yeah, and that's something else that I'm very fortunate that my mum plays a huge part in our life and she lives really close by. And because my husband goes away so much, you know, he can be away for months at a time. I do then suddenly feel like the single mom who's trying to, you know, work, look after the kids, look after myself, do all the chores, look after the house. It just, and people will say to me, God, Laura, you're like superwoman. I'm like, hey, you do the same. And honestly, I'm not, I'm just trying to get through and, you know, deal with it the best I can. But ultimately, wanting my kids to feel like this is for them and I want them to be proud of me I want my son to marry somebody who you know he is looking at her full of respect and feeling proud of her achievements in her own right and I want my daughter to grow up feeling like she can be whoever she wants to and I know what I'm doing now is going to directly affect how they see the world and that's a huge driver for me. They, I read the other day, don't worry about whether your children listen to you or not, just worry that they're watching you. And it's so yeah. true. I mean, we could be here saying, oh, darling, you can have it all. You can be this and that. And then we are acting from a limiting scarcity mindset. And that that cognitive dissonance, they, they just go with, oh, I'm watching you. I know that the words don't really mean much. Yeah, it's so true. And already, you know, those points and I know in my daughter's behavior she's really starting to change and become that mini person and you can see her watching all the time you know when she says mommy what are you doing and I get to say oh my gosh I'm doing this it's so exciting it's great that I'm you know when she gets older we can really have those conversations and she can feel that you know proud of what I've achieved and that she knows she can just go off and be whoever she wants to be and they want to be part because my daughter, every time I go on live on Instagram, she's like, mommy, can I be there? Can I, <laughs> what, what, what subject are we talking about? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that by age 18, she's going to be a divorce coach because she's like, mommy, I want to be part of this. And I, it makes me feel so proud. And the fact that they are seeing that. And especially, again, I, I always try to steer clear from the whole gender debate as seen. We have been suppressed. I think that we haven't had the most opportunities for sure. But I think that we right now live in a moment in time where we can grab a lot of opportunities. And the generation that is coming, you know, our children, I mean, the sky is the limit for them. So I think it's very important that we start paving the way. And when you work with your women, I'm curious to know, because for me, parenting and entrepreneur, it's two of the biggest journeys for transformation, for inner transformation. Like if you're not thrown into those two arenas, I don't know if you really get to evolve as a human being as much, but I'm curious, is it, what, what is it first, the chicken or the egg? Do we go into this to improve ourselves and then the actual challenges, the resilience, the perseverance that you have to develop with both parenting and entrepreneur lead you to the success? Or are we supposed to work backwards and create those habits, those, that discipline, that resilience, and then our business will be successful. When you work with your clients, how do you do it? Do you go straight for, okay, let's create an amazing business and then we'll work on yourself or the other way around? It's a really great question. So in the 12-step program that I've created, I actually run 
the mindset and the business hand in hand, because I really believe that the mindset work needs to be consistent and continuous. So even in week two, a huge thing for me is resetting your brain. And, you know, when women come to me, it's like they know that they can achieve the success, but they don't quite believe that they could get there. And having that extra cheerleader is going to push them into that new world that they're really yearning to get into. So really creating that success you know, mindset at the very beginning and then tapping in being like, okay, so we've made these rituals, we've created those habits. Now let's get into the strategy. And hey, by the way, how's your mindset doing? Have you had dips? Let's talk those through and let's not let them become huge things. Cause I think that's what happens, right? Something happens to us, a comment here, an opinion there, and it kind of seeps in like poison. And suddenly by the end of the day, we don't talk to anybody and we're like, oh my God, I'm doing the wrong thing. This is not working for me. I'm not made out for this. I'm not worth it. And it spirals, right? That's so true. And um, we, we have to be so, um, what's the word? Almost like detectives seeing that like, oh, is this comment going to affect me down the line? Is this thought going to become my reality? And again, I don't think that we can get to those moments of full awareness unless you are focusing on, a child, a business. Like to me, before I became a mother and before I was into business, everything was a little bit like happening to me, you know, like life was happening. And then you get these two <laughs> huge variables in your life. And it's like, oh, I better step up my game. So when you're talking about rituals, what are your, like a couple of rituals, mindset habits, something that you recommend to everybody to just from this podcast on, give it a try. So one of the things that I find hugely impactful, which has been a really new thing for me, is actually recording my own affirmations and listening to myself say them. It's a bit of a big pill to swallow, but when you can do that, you step into a new world because I really believe that when you say things to yourself, they have such a better impact than you listening to somebody else say something. So, you know, creating those three to five really powerful words that resonate with you. And then having those sentences and just listening to them over and over again. So that's definitely one thing. Um, and the other thing is really focusing on, again, this is really new for me in the last year or so, but really focusing on meditation and getting in line with my thoughts and what's going on in my head, because I know I'm quite an emotional person and I know my clients are often like that too. So to actually have that space where you're calm and you can just really get clarity on what's going on in your head and also stop listening to the busy part of the brain and actually listen to what you're trying to tell yourself. That feels very powerful now. Um, and yeah, I guess they're the two main things and just having a really good go-to power song for me is like a bit of a big a big thing now and I love to tell my clients <laughs> to do which, that which one is yours oh so it's it's a it's a group and I never know if I pronounce their name right called Cimarelli and they've got a song called you're worth it and it's a group I came across about 10 months ago and they are the most amazing female group singers but this the words in that song really resonate with me and so every time I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling a bit doubtful or say something's not gone quite right, I put that song on and I know it immediately steps out. And because I've acknowledged that as my power song, 
I know that that has got this really positive link for me now. So it's like putting that energy source in and going, hey, okay, I've got this. This song is bringing me back. It's regrounding me and I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. I actually create playlists based on the feeling that I want to create. So I have a playlist which is called Never Going Back. And oh, it's I love that. songs that really make you move forward. You know, there are a lot of like, yeah, you got this. Even Belief by Cher is one of my favorite, you know. <laughs> and I have another one that is show up until you blow up. So whenever I'm going to go on a live or I'm feeling nervous about a launch or something, I play all these songs. I mean, half of them are from, you know, movies and some of them are Let It Go from Frozen. But I don't know. They just have an effect that they make me feel like, okay, I'm, I'm aligning with this energy. So totally. Another one, another little habit that I've been using a lot with, uh, especially with my clients is uh, gratitude. And you mentioned it before. I'm really anchoring gratitude. So whenever I hear myself saying thank you, I really make a point of going like, what, what was I thankful for? <gasps> yes, I'm thankful because I had this because I used to ask people to do gratitude journals and I did it myself, but it's almost like the same twist that you did to the affirmations that somehow other people's voice didn't do it for you. For me, the gratitude journal didn't quite do it. But whenever I say thank you and I realize, oh, I'm thankful for this or, or that other moment, it's like, there it is. You say thank you at least 10 times a day. So that's where I go like, okay, I'm grateful for everything that is already happening so yeah some some of those little tricks and then the other one that you mentioned before sort of in passing but to me it's essential is the cheerleader they're having a cheerleader in your life at least one if you can create a network if you can create a tribe around you that is going to support you that is not going to judge you that is going to say hey what are we doing today oh we are learning how to ride a horse let's go i mean that to me it's like so powerful yeah, I 100% agree. And I think a lot of people don't have that. And that actually is what blocks their success. So even if they've set up an amazing business, they can't take it to the next levels because they're so stuck in where they are. This fog is there and they can kind of see this light. They know where they want to get to, but it's just feeling so difficult. Whereas I find that the tribe, they bring those flashlights and they help you see a path even when you can't see it. And it's almost like, okay, so you're giving me this new perspective. You're giving me this new view. And so, yeah, I totally agree. The cheerleaders is such a big thing. And for those who are listening to us and are saying, yeah, I don't have that tribe. I don't have that support. Have you heard of the internet? We're all hanging out there. Just put the hashtag of whatever you're after and you'll find, I, I have so many online friends and supporters that have become really essential for the days that I'm feeling down. Um, I have a group that is called my my tackle group and it's uh, it's the tackle Tuesday it's not doesn't have to happen on a Tuesday but it's when you fall apart like a tackle and they help you they build you back up together and a lot of them are online entrepreneurs that we met in courses we met in masterminds and they become your tribe so even if your neighbor, the person in the PTA at your school, your family are not your tribe. It, it, that's not an excuse. Don't stop there. And when it comes to the cheerleader, same thing. We are here. I tell all my clients, I'm your paid professional friend. Like if you feel like, yeah, I need that mentor. I need that teacher. I need that cheerleader. Go and find Laura. She, she's out there. She's taking clients. Uh, it's, it's the paid professional that is not going to let you 
fall through the cracks. We're going to be there. We are like the business or divorce doulas. Like we're going to make sure that your baby gets delivered, whatever it is that you're trying to create. So for those of you out there trying to make excuses, Laura, we're not going to let that happen, right? Hell no. (laughs) That's not happening in this podcast. Uh, (laughs) Any last words of wisdom that you would like to share with uh, my audience before I ask you the last two questions? Yeah, I think, um, I guess it's just, if you are stuck with your cheerleaders, go find them. That's a huge thing. And I think it's a big takeaway. And if you're wanting to take the next step, but you're feeling stuck, you must work out what the root cause of is that. And if you can't do that on your own, go and invest in someone that can help you draw out, stop the block and really break down those barriers. So I guess, yeah, there are two main things for me that I would definitely advise to go and do and think about. Perfect. We're going we're gonna to stay with our wisdom. And now my last two questions are, the first one is, where do you see your next great chapter? So my long-term goal, um, which has been on my mind for a long time, is to help younger women. So, you know, ones that are just out of school, really step into confidence and start building businesses from younger ages. I wish that I had done that. And I just, I really want them to feel confident. So my long-term goal is to focus on girls and get their confidence up and empower them to set businesses up. So for me, that's where I want to go with my business for sure. Um, And use that as something to give back to the community um, and just focusing on empowering and inspiring as many women right now as possible. I love it. If, if we catch them early, you know, if we create this mindset of success and you can do it, woof. yeah, this generation is, is powerful. And where do you see the world's um, next great chapter? Mm. I think for me, I would love the pressure to be taken off women, to be all singing and all dancing and for them to be okay with the balance between work and family. Because when you become okay with that and you're content with the balance of work and family and no one's judging you for it, then it steps into a place where you can really believe in yourself and truly just be brave enough to see what your potential is going to be like. So having that balance, and I know that's what I wanna create for my daughter, um, is it, that would be amazing, I think, for the world to evolve into that space. I feel like we're getting there, but it, hopefully it's gonna come. Yeah, and even if we cannot get to the balance part, because, you know, balance sometimes, you know, it will be taped on one way or another. But if we can get to the no judgment part, oh, my God, if we can really just say, hey, I'm supporting you. What do you need? How can we make this happen? Every single woman supporting another woman. Amen. Hey, brothers, you're invited. But yeah, let's just stop the judging, the criticizing, the my way is better than your way. Let's just you know, we like, like we said at the beginning, we are women with a passion trying to create a really powerful change. So let's just support each other. I love it. So for everybody that wants to find you, where yeah. can we find you? So um, my handles on all social media is um, the, the female success coach. And my website is thefemalesuccesscoach.com. So yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'd love to hear from anyone who needs any support. Perfect. I'm going to put that on the show notes. And thank you so much for your time, Laura. This was fantastic. And to everybody else, I will see you next week. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening. And remember to subscribe and review my podcast because I just love hearing from you. You can also follow my journey on my Instagram account at Divorce for Love and join our Facebook group in the show notes. See you next week.